Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Alala Show, season two, mix number... 18. 18. Sweet 18. Sweet Hello, 18. everybody. Uh, what? No. It's not it's sweet 16. <laughs> Debut. 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 <laughs> I know. Cotillion. Oh, sorry. Okay, anyway. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is the Hello Hello Show. My name is Rika. I am JC, and welcome to the podcast about anything and everything under the sun. We talk about everything. Hello. Everything. everything. Literally. Oh. You know what? This week on the mm. internet, it was mm. pretty cray cray. Because of all the stuff, the TTs. Oh, Were you okay. not informed? Did you That's not right. read? I we had a little pre prod. We had a little pre prod. Yeah, actually. Okay. So let us tell you about our uh, process when it comes to our TTs, our show. Okay. So we actually have a 70 man team behind us. <laughs> we have 30 researchers and 20. Um, triangulation people. I'm okay. no, just kidding. <laughs> and then, and then we talk about it three days before the actual show. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. We type it up in our computers, and then we have bullet points. Mm-hmm. We have researchers. <laughs> we, have researchers. we have researchers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they then do we, oculars. Yep, oculars. And we we print out. We print out. You know uh, the stuff that we need to say, and we have professional cameras and the teleprompter to tell <laughs> Tele- us exactly what to say. Those are all lies, mm-hmm. by the way. But you know what's not a lie is we have great mics yes, and lighting do. systems. We do. Yeah, shout out to Elgato. We're using the Elgato Wave One now. We've upgraded our microphones to the Elgato Wave One microphones, which we've been yeah. using uh, for a few weeks now. So it's can really you hear cool. it? Can you hear how clear our voices Mm -hmm. are? Yes. All right. So let's tell them about the podcast for all the first time listeners out there. Well, this is a podcast about everything. We basically talk about uh, stuff that's trending, especially here in the Philippines. And uh, we by but we do start with, you know, telling you about our lives, what happened the past week. Um, which is where you've been. Yeah, you've been. Yeah. So uh, today's TTs, we got some, uh, we got a lot actually this week. I think a lot happened this week compared to like the last few weeks where it's kind of been mm-hmm. slow news days. Uh, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates uh, had decided to uh, get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Kind of big news for the billionaires out there. <laughs> One of the richest people out there. Yeah. And he is in your computer right now yeah. if you're, if you have Microsoft. True. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is there are there others uh, other like softwares like that yeah uh, mac ios ah uh, okay sorry inisip yeah. ko kasi okay anyway sorry okay. <laughs> uh we also May have ano pa ba? uh lyceum uh <gasps> lyceum yes. from the philippines university is doing something really cool uh, for the esports crowd and the esports mm-hmm. fans uh, and for people that want to get into the business of esports they're going to do something in their curriculum uh, the it last real. Two, what else do you have? Oh, the last two. Uh, oh. Filipino Norwegian chef. 
you know what? I was reading up about that like mm. a few days ago when the news came out. I'm like, oh, yeah. do you really want to say that? But you can't <laughs> take it back anymore because you have multiple news outlets writing about you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So lastly, we have something. It's a hot topic right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is uh, Filipinos bashing uh, Miss Canada in uh, Miss Universe. Yeah. Miss online. Universe, this is online. online. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so all the TTs, uh, you can jump straight to it. If you want to skip where you be now, all the timestamps are in the podcast mix description, wherever you're listening. Uh, but shall we start with where you be? Why would you want to skip where you be? I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So okay, fine. I'm going to start. Okay. Because I feel like this week I was just so tired every single day. This is the second week I had Pugsley, which is the dog of Kara. Um, and, uh, we still have 10 days left together. He's sleeping right now. Okay. Um, but every single day, it's like, I, I'm trying to make a routine so that I don't spend, you know, the whole day just taking care of the dog. So in the morning I feed them, I walk them and then I do some work, but I don't know why for some reason this week, it's just, it, I was just, it was just a mess, mm. really. It was just a mess. <laughs> and I think it was the fact that I try to walk the dogs together when I should, you know, take one down first and then go up and take the other. Because it's just, it's so, it's such a, it's such a chaotic thing to watch two dogs. And Pepper doesn't, and I don't walk Pepper with a leash because he's too slow. And whenever he walks with a leash, he just sits down. <laughs> I feel like in his head, he's like, Oh, there's a, there's a rope around me. So I'm just going to sit down and I'm not even going to walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's been happening. But on that front, I do want to say that I did chat up with this really nice lady, um, downstairs. I think he, she owns a unit here in the condo and, uh, I'm not sure about the whole setting or the setup, but we chatted for a while downstairs. And I, you know how I feel like old rich ladies, they're like extremes. It's either they're judging you so hard that they won't even try to talk to you or they're just going to love you and they're going to talk to you for like straight 15 minutes and mm. they don't even care where you, where you're from or whatever. And, uh, fortunately she was really, really nice. She was talking about her dogs. Uh, she said that she also has a pug, talked about her other dogs and her cats and blah, 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 and even asked about my other dog. So it was just, it was really nice. I feel like it's a friendship that I could forge. <laughs> <laughs> that I could have for a lifetime. Um, but yeah, uh, what else did I do? Okay, so I watched a bunch of stuff only because I, I mean, it's still in rotate. It, it's one of the franchises that are in my rotation. So, uh, I watched the Hunger Games franchise again. Hey. It's not like something, it's something new, but I, every time I rewatch something, I try to look at different angles. So I already looked at the Gale and Peta love triangle. Just it doesn't even matter to me. Like in my head, I skip over those stuff because it's just it without Are you it. Team Peta or Team Gale though. I the am first team, time around. 
I'm team Effie and Hamish. Hey <laughs> Actually, I really wanted them to have like a moment, but uh, yeah, they weren't given a moment. But anyway, one of the things that I realized this, uh, this time that I watched it again that I didn't really pay attention to first time watching it. Actually, my sister pointed it out that Gail, uh, devised the whole bomb plan. It, it's not a spoiler because it's been yeah. out for years. The one that killed Prim, no? The one that killed Prim. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, that, okay, I get it now. That's the reason why she didn't end up with, with Gail. And I'm like, I was just thinking also about how it, it reflects our situation. Like all of the symbolism in, in the movies, it just sometimes it, can actually it does reflect the situation that we are in now mm. especially here in the philippines i feel like um of course i'm not saying that you know our government is to is i'm not like comparing our government to that because that's to the extreme right but there is this one um there is this one um line i think it was bd was it bd the one See nuts and bolts. Anyway, the, uh, the techie the people. The quarter twelve guys. The one. Yes, the, yes. Um, district six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I yes, young the techie people. Mm. Uh, he was saying that the capital suppresses communications between communication between the districts, and I'm like, uh, you know what? Somehow it kind of reflects our situation because of how behind we are when it comes to telecommunications and how it's so hard to. Or parang it's not that attainable for mm. a lot of people. Even though, yes, we do have cell phones, we do have all of these, but not everybody, not everybody. Um, so that it's just napaisip lang ako na. So even though we do have this one great idea or one one thing that we want to tell the Filipino people, it just doesn't reach the people, you know, that deep. So wala lang. Just one of the things that I I realized when rewatching it. I'm sure. The next time I rewatch it, I'm gonna I'm gonna see other stuff as well. Which is I don't know. For me, I just I, I like that feeling. Did you so, watch it when it first came out? Like Yes, or I did, did oh. in the cinema. And the next franchise I'm going to rewatch is I'm Planet of the Apes. <gasps> I love Planet of the Apes. I know. Uh, no <laughs> Caesar I, Koba, not Ape. <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> it's so good, man. Such a good Caesar's kind of hot. See, yeah, no, see, what's his real name in real life? See. See. Um, Andy Circus. Salad. Andy Circus. Caesar Salad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> what else did I do? Oh, okay. So I tried to watch that um, Girl from Nowhere, the Thai series that's been trending on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but I just watched maybe like 15 minutes of the first episode. But I don't know. Um, I might get into it because it's kind of like a thriller horror. Which movie? Series. No, it's a series. Girl from Nowhere. Oh, it's a Thai, Thai series. Oh, okay. um, oh, I watched Charlie's Angels. Oh, I rewatched that too. It was. That was I mean, you like, one, right? Yes, the OG one. Just looking back, no, not the OG one because I mean, there were other like not the, the TV series, but like the Cameron Diaz one. Is that what you're? Yeah, talking but about? that's not the OG one. No, the OG one's a TV show. Oh, really? Like the yeah, you are super older than the one with Cameron Diaz. There's one that's older than Cameron Diaz. Yeah, than, I mean, na, na, movie? Mga Charlie's Angels. Yeah, with... yeah, TV show. 
uh, TV show. Okay, anyway. So you watched um, that? The, 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 the no, no, no. I watched the one with Cameron Diaz, oh, okay, okay. Lucy Liu, and Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. It's just so funny rewatching it because you can see how bad the effects were. It, it did not age well, no. It, <laughs> it didn't did age well at all. All of their turns, their tumbles. <laughs> it's just, oh, my favorite part was when they were chasing the thin, the thin man. The thin man and like, ah, they were climbing. No, no, not just ah. that. They were climbing the fence. It was so unnatural. <laughs> I think they weren't even touching the fence. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, I rewatched that. And what else did I watch? Uh, I believe that's it. I mean, um, the Hunger Games series took up most of my time, really. Look, I have uh, a story about the Hunger Games franchise. You know why I got into the Hunger Games at all? Because mm-hmm. I never read it. Like, Because when they announced the movie, everyone was like, oh my God, the Hunger Games. I've never read the book or anything. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, there's this one girl, actually, Same. April Joy, you know, Eileen, my friend from Los yeah. Angeles. Oh, yeah, Eileen. Yo, Eileen. what's up? Eileen and I go way back. Getting man. married next year. Anyway, <laughs> she'll remember. I, oh, so I'm going to be there. You're not invited? <laughs> oh, man, sorry. There's this, uh, there's this girl, uh, her name was Megan Mina. Like, I had a mm-hmm. huge crush on her, and uh, she was introduced to me by by uh, April Joy, by Eileen in, um, in that Asian night bar. Do <laughs> you remember that Asian night? Uh, Asian night. Asian night at PB bar and grill. I kept, I keep talking. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I thought I had a shot with her. Uh, and, you know, I was, I think we were texting for a little bit, but she was saying how excited she was for the Hunger Games or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to read the book mm-hmm. <laughs> just to, you know, so that I could have something to talk about. Uh, but it never worked. Like, I think she just, she wasn't really interested did in the she, first place, I think. I don't know. Like, I feel like she, it was one-sided. Like, the, Wait, so did you try to talk about the Hunger Games I, I, with her? Uh, well, she said that she was super excited about it. So I was mm. like, oh, really? Me too. <laughs> so and then I, bought the, I went to Barnes & Noble <laughs> and I bought the book and I read mm. it the same day. Actually, no, I bought the... Uh, no. The bundle? I bought a, no, I, I bought an e-reader. Uh, oh. It's called the Nook. Okay. No, okay. It's like the, it's like the but what are the e-readers now? You mga sikat na e-readers. Kindle. Kindle, yeah. But yeah. I had something called the Nook N O O K. So I bought that and I read the Hunger Games on it, and I tried to relate and that. But because of that, I I got into Hunger Games for a little bit. So. But so you read all of the books? I did. I read all the books. Oh, I never read the books. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. My sister actually is a really big fan. And even before the movies, mm. she would see the Che, my second, so the second eldest. Mm. Um, she would always tell me how it has all of these. It's like, it has like some so, sort of social commentary. Like it reflects mm. where it's, we it's are like a dystopian, now. Usually dystopian, yes, dystopian shit has that shit, right? Exactly. It reflects uh, the situation that we are now. And th- that was years ago. And mm. even up to now, it it still reflects relevant. our situation, right? It's still relevant. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that movie aged well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I was about to say that I did the same thing with my crush in high school. Remember the one where I bought a skateboard so that I could <laughs> skate with him? <laughs> ah, the stuff that we Good that times. was. You know what? It was a big move for me because I had to buy it with my own money. Yeah. It was five hundred pesos, and I only oh, yeah. get yeah, I only get like a hundred a week or something. Okay, okay. So I had to, you know. And I, I kind of learned a little bit. I learned how to balance and That's like good. do some 
maybe one trick, but maybe that's it. Dude, you can do. Or, I can't even do any tricks. <laughs> so. it's, uh, yeah, I had to hide it from my parents. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, because so they would leave in the morning and then obviously I had school also. When I come back, they wouldn't be home yet. So I would skate maybe for like a couple of hours in the park. Feeling? Feeling <laughs> I was okay. I was in high school and okay. my thinking, my only thinking was, my as in yung idea ko lang was so that I could relate to my crush and oh, I could tell go. him that I skate but I never really I did a lot how. of stuff like that for crushes before for crushes yeah mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. got into indie or I tried to listen to like, indie <laughs> music <laughs> I mean not that indie music is great but I'm not really I'm not shitting on indie I'm just saying I don't really listen to indie music but one time I was uh, it was this this, this is also San Diego okay Um, I was I think my Kuya Jedu listens can vouch for it. So there's this one girl at this little shop at Seaport Village where I just, I asked for her number that day, whatever, mm-hmm. right? So I texted her, blah, blah, blah. And then she said something about this band. I forgot. I think it's called like The Stars, you know, some indie mm-hmm. band name. So I was looking them up and I listened to it. I listened. I was like, this is not for me. But I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Like I listened to it just to try to get into it. Man. Oh, the things we do for our crush. I feel like, okay, I feel like if you want to put up a, an indie band, if I were to put up an indie band, it needs to have an end, like an ampersand in the Yeah, in the and t- it, can be any, it can be any random I, uh, words. Mine would be uh, icon and idea. Oh, I- <laughs> mine would be pillows and comforters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> would you, you listen to that? Dude, I'm a big pillows and comforters. Oh, I can't wait to see their uh, show oh, next week. Mike, are you going to the I and I concert? Oh, the oh, I and I concert! Oh shit! I love it, and it's happening at that one uh, neat uh, bar where yeah, where, you where know, they have all, like yeah, best of beers. Right. It's it's where they, it's where Ben and Ben first got their oh big god break. oh Ben and Ben, ben. see. <laughs> But it needs to have an ampersand bad, okay, in the in the title. Okay, anyway, so yeah, um, where was I? Uh, I think that was it, really. Oh, yeah. I had to go. Well, it was Mother's Day, and we went. Oh, yeah. I, I went Day. home. Related. Happy Mother's Day, everybody! Um, and I went home to my parents' house. We ordered uh, our favorite as a family. It's actually our favorite. It's called the. I think you've been there and you've eaten there. The restaurant is called Palm Grill. And they serve like Zamboanga food, Zamboangan. I don't know how, how you say it. Anyway, Zamboanga food. So obviously we ate, um, we ate sati and tamo and what else? We had, what's that curry thing that we had? Besides there's that curry thing. Oh, that was so good. And, um, the green chicken. And apparently like there's like charcoal in it, in mm. some sort. Yeah. That's like one of the ingredients. Um, really good. Uh, we order it from time to time and you guys should really try it. They're available online and I think they're available in grab food as well. Mm. You should really try it. It's, it's something else, you know, but you, st- what's amazing about it is you still know it's Filipino food. You know, it has that flavor palette of Filipino food, but, um, it's from Zamboanga and it's really nice. Cool. So yeah. That's it, Finn? you guys. Fan. Speaking of uh, food, Filipino food, I actually interviewed uh, Chef Sharwin T. It's like my second mm. time to interview him. Uh, some of you uh, Leche fans might actually know him. Pinoy chef. 
Uh, we talked about it, like his new book. Uh, I, f- I forgot the, t- the title is Casey, but it's about him traveling around the world and how whenever he eats the food, uh, you know, at that certain place, certain location, uh, you know, what he learned from just traveling and, and eating around the world, which is such a cool thing in the first place to do that. You imagine being able to travel the world and just oh, eat yeah. and, and learn from it. That's but- actually... Before, when I was starting out in this industry, it's like one of my biggest dreams as mm. well to host a food show, food, food and travel yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. So that would be the dream. Yeah. He actually does that. I think, I mean, he also is a TV host, uh, but it yeah. was just really cool talking to him about his, uh, his, uh, we actually talked about one of our TTs later, the Norwegian Filipino chef who, who kind of bad mouthed Filipino mm-hmm. food. Uh, but he was just talking about, well, one of the interesting things about Filipino food, to him was how it's always presented. And I think we mm-hmm. should just reiterate that like we always, I don't know why he says we should get off the fixation of feeding foreigners balut and dinoguan oh, yeah. and whatever. And he's not shitting on those things. Okay. It's just that it, the, the shock value food, as he calls it, like we should, we should stay away from the shock value food when introducing Filipino food to uh, people. Because to to new like to foreigners, for example, because every country has their shock value food, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he gave an example which is really great. I think it was Vietnam or something or Thailand. Was that they? You know how they have like fried insects and shit. Yeah. But when you think of Thailand, you think of Vietnam. What do you think of? You think of pad Thai. You think pad of thai. pho. You think yeah. of, like, You don't think of balut or or you know. Dinoguan, which Something is, easy to digest. Exactly, exactly. So uh, that was really cool when he talked about it. Figuratively like, yeah, and literally. <laughs> yeah. And he gave an example of Zac Efron, who mm-hmm. was on one of the talk shows saying, like, talking about how when his time in the Philippines, he remembered only two things. And one of them was being fed balut, which is kind of like a weird look, right? It's kind of a... Yeah, yeah. because that's not actually... Most Filipinos, I would say, don't consume balut every, every single day. day. No way. Uh, right? Oh. It, it's not something that you eat every day. So yeah. to our foreign listeners, I know we do have some yeah. people who listen from other countries. That's not the only Filipino food that you can consume. There are, uh, there are very, there's just like an array of yeah. amazing food that we have here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And one of the places that they're really proud of their food is Pampanga. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He gave his theory too that uh when when like the food in a certain location is kind of like indicative of the personality of the people there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he said Pampanga, you know, very I forgot his description, but like strong and whatever, whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, shout out to Chef Sharwin T. Uh, I watched some. Oh, I watched some cool shit this week that I think a lot of our Legend fans and uh, you, Rika G. I think you oh, would really enjoy. I totally forgot about what? the others. The other movie I watched. What was the I other finally, one? I finally watched uh, Mitchell's and the Machines. Oh, did Mitchell's- you like it? I loved it. I loved it also because it has a Rihanna song and the trailer has a BTS song. So it's like two of my worlds colliding. I don't know Rihanna song, Sadulo. I mean, what's the song? Oh, yeah. Yes, it's so amazing. Good movie, good movie. It's on Netflix. So it is, it is. So, Special Agent John, you can rest for this week. (laughs) Okay, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Okay, so I have some great stuff to recommend. One is a new, well, it's not new, it it already ended, but it's something that I started uh, for the first time. New Uh, Batalaga. Nah, (laughs) sitcom. It's a new, it's a sitcom for me, new that I, I watched for the first time. Dude, Rika G, I think you would love it because it's, it's got that Kim's convenience kind of, 
humor. Uh, it's called Superstore. I, you might have seen clips of it. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen clips of Superstore? You- I think so. Yeah. I it's so. it it has oh, a, it has the Filipino the one. Filipino guy yeah. from from Crazy Rich Asians, uh, America Ferrera, the white guy, the main white guy. I forget his name. I've never heard or seen him before. But Superstore is so good. That show is so funny, man. I'm on season two already. I think there's five or six seasons, mm-hmm. and it, the show already ended. So I have a lot to catch up on, but. If you can watch a new sitcom or if you're looking for a new sitcom to watch in the same vein as um, uh, uh, Kim's Convenience, to some extent, it's not as wacky as Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but it's, yeah, it's more like it's like toned down. So it's like Kim's Convenience. Do they have the same producers or the same studio? I don't think so. I don't think so. But if you've ever worked in retail or -hmm. customer service, you're gonna love. You, you're gonna. Oh, really. you're gonna love the show. Oh, that's it's so, so cool. good. It's so good. Uh, so that and I watched um, Oscar nominated movie, uh, best picture nominated movie, Promising Young Woman for the first time. Oh, and uh, this Rika, year. Oh yeah, have you seen it, Rika G? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, I haven't seen any have of to, the Oscar nominated. You have one. to watch it, man. That, this this one oh. you're you're gonna. It's it's like what's that movie that we did? Uh, don't listen to this if you haven't watched the one. With I care the, a lot. Okay, it's like it's like I care a lot, but better. Like I, it's the same oh, kind of. It's got then the I same, would like it. It's got the same kind of um, tone, I guess I would call it tone, but it's just it's way better. It's way better than I care a lot. It's so good. Oh, it's such a good movie. It stars. Fuck, what's her name, man? Oh, I have to look it up because she, she's famous. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, the story, the synopsis is just like, so it's this woman and her she has this like modus where she pretends she's drunk at a bar mm-hmm. to see if a guy will uh, try to take advantage of her. And she does it like constantly. And she's doing this in response to something that happened in her past. So that's all I'll say. Okay. It's it's like a thriller slash dark comedy. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a while. It's so good. Oh, it's that re- makes me excited. It's really I, good. And it, it and it's very. I, I think why you would like it, Rika G. Besides, you know the humor and the the the, the way it was shot is that it's really relevant. Like especially because we talk about oh. it here on the show a lot, uh, especially when when topics of sexual assault and sexual mm-hmm. harassment. Uh, come into play you know we always have a discussion right we always talk about it we have to have a discussion about it yeah. this movie really kind of is so relevant especially like in the in the hashtag me too uh, mm-hmm. era that we kind of live in right now it's so good it's like mm-hmm. it's really good it's a great movie unfortunately it's not on netflix so special agent john Ooh, but it's for away. the great, look away it's look for away. the it's for the greater good you have to watch it. okay for me out of i haven't watched all the best picture nominees but I've seen Minari. I've seen, I mm-hmm. forgot what else I saw. But for me, that one so far is the one that I think is the most, uh, not relatable. It's the most consumable. Like it's easy to, not easy to digest. It's, what do you consumer call that? It's not like friendly. It's not, it's consumer friendly. <laughs> there we go. Like it's not boring. You know how some mm-hmm. best picture mo- movies, it's all about like high art and like yeah. fantastic lighting and all that stuff, which is good, you know, if you're into cinema and, and all that. But this was just, this is like a box office blockbuster kind of movie yeah. for me. My, 
I guess my only concern when it comes to movies or TV shows that tackle sexual assault, mm. uh, although I, I do appreciate it and mm. I know that there's a message behind it, you know, you're, you're doing this for the cause. Yeah. Sometimes my concern is, you know, when I hear stories about sexual assault from people, from mm. real, from real world people, right. it's not as glamorous or glamorized. Mm. As the ones that you see on yeah. TV where, you know, not everybody can has that uh, privilege to to um, tell their story, to, uh, to talk to a professional, mm. to actually uh, to actually get revenge, quote unquote, mm. their, their assaulter. You know, most of the time, these people who have experienced sexual assault, they're just walking around trying to live their lives. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's also what we need to to keep in mind mm. when we do watch these movies that yes, it does happen to people, you know, like in, in these movies um, where obviously because it's also art, it's mm. also entertainment, it does happen. But most of the time people just want to either forget mm-hmm. or try to, you know, try to live their life yeah. like a, like a normal person be mm. treated be treated like a human being. Yeah. That's it. Because mm-hmm. one of the main things, uh, uh, one of the main effects of, you know, uh, having a sexual assault, I guess, experiencing sexual assault is that dehumanizing effect. Mm. Like it makes you, it makes you think that it's like, I'm not human. It's like, I'm not a person. I'm yeah. treated as an object. Mm. So that's just one of my concerns. But obviously, I do appreciate all of these movies and TV series that, you know, that keeps the conversation going. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you are right. You know, it's for for the greater good. In that sense, though, this movie, like uh, the stuff that you just talked about, Mm -hmm. I feel like it addresses it in the most. uh, It's not it's not like over the top or glamorizing or whatever. I think Mm -hmm. I, I really feel like they took. For me, I mean, there's some aspects of like, okay, that seems kind of outlandish or impossible. But for the, you know, you themes and whatever about, you know, like you said, like sometimes victims feel like they're not human anymore. I think they really mm. handled that they subject. Captured. They had they they captured it very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch it, watch it if you have a chance. Can't wait. Um, and the last thing I watched, I only watched the pilot episode, but I am hooked on the pilot episode. I don't know if you talk. Did you talk to me about this crazy ex girlfriend? Was that you, Rika? Do you know? Maybe we talked about it. Yeah. Or maybe from a Lecce fan. But I I mean, I I see sometimes when I used to have a TV, Mm. I would see. Yeah. (laughs) I would see like episodes on TV. So this one is on Netflix. It's a comedy musical. Musical. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And Lea Salonga is in like one of the seasons. I'm not sure. I'm only on the second episode, but from the first episode. I think it's going to be something that I'm going to finish. So watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend mm-hmm. on Netflix. That's that's Wait, pretty much all yung I Superstore ba yung nandun si Something Jacinto? The, no, the really that's, uh, that's, that's The Good Place, which is fantastic. Ah, okay. Show, right? ah, okay. Have you seen The Good Place? No, I haven't. No, that's your show too. That's okay. your. That's gonna be. You your know, show I'm too. gonna get into it one oh, yeah. of these days. Like that's community. Gonna <laughs> that's gonna be your show. Man. Uh, other than that, nothing really else. Uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to share. Uh, I guess we should just move to the T's. Finn? Finn. All right, let's go do the TT's for today. What shall we yeah. start with? Let's start with... Bill Gates? Want, we can start with Bill Gates. Okay. Okay. So, uh, over tw- after 27 years, Bill Gates and... Uh, Mil- oh, wait, sorry. Wapow! After 27 years, 
<laughs> Melinda Gates <laughs> and Bill Gates have announced uh, that they are uh, separating in a joint statement posted on Twitter. So here's the here's the thing. After a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead healthy productive lives so i yeah. i wonder how many lawyers they have behind this divorce sure. because right? they are swimming in 131 oh no Billion, wait, more no like something more, like they're in they're swimming in 129.3 billion dollars it's crazy man that's crazy yeah. so and no prenup uh, too i think so like yeah. they have to split everything right yeah. that's a lot of money yeah uh, and it seems like there, there's really not a lot of controversy surrounding this, which should be good. We shouldn't really seek for drama. <laughs> I did, I did see a little bit of drama just doing a quick oh, Google yeah. search a few, uh, like a, uh, like an hour or two ago. Uh, that apparently since 2019, Melinda mm-hmm. Gates was kind of consulting about divorce because of, um, Bill Gates connection to convicted, convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Ooh. It's speculated to be one of the main reasons because supposedly they they had like conversations or something mm-hmm. like Bill Gates met with Jeffrey Epstein before. Uh, I don't know in what capacity, but that could be the reason. But it's just speculation, though. Right for right. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it's bad news. Yeah, it's not it's not happy news, but it shows I mean, that I'm money sure- is not everything. That's in a true, way, and I, right? I, Money I'm sure, can't fix that. Yeah, and I'm sure that you know they have people handling this. It's just that I guess the the yung parang it's like the it's an equalizer mm. either way. <laughs> if you're really rich or you're really not, if this happens to you, then but but then for them, it's on the world stage. Everybody is watching. Yeah, just like celebrity, right? whenever they yeah. break up, mm-hmm. you hear about it, which is so weird, right? Uh, can I just say that maybe up until college, I've been saying Belinda Gates and nobody tried to correct me. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you even my friends, my friends? Belinda Gates. <laughs> I've been saying, oh, you know, Bill and Belinda Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Belinda Gates. You <laughs> Belinda Gates. <laughs> Have you ever pronounced someone's name for so long? Like yes. Belinda Gates. Belinda Gates and... Dark Vader. Nobody ever corrected me. Oh, really? Me. Dark Vader? The only person who corrected me was one of my co-hosts back in 2017. Sabi ko, ah, si Dark Vader. Tapos siya, anong Dark Vader? Darth. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, eh, kasi dark siya, ba? <laughs> Isn't he on the dark side? I mean, yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I'm sure it's a please. common thing, right? You're not I know. a Star Wars person. Dark Vader. Oh, oh my God. Stressful. Uh, yeah, stressful times. Oh, I had one. There. It's not a big name, though. Her, uh, she's a singer named Mabel. Okay. Right? Oh, Mabel. 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 <laughs> For like three years, and no one ever see Lexi, my partner, never corrected me. <laughs> and one, we work on radio; we yeah. should know these things. <laughs> and like I said, I thought she was like a you know like a Latina yeah. pop star or something because I don't know what all the singers look like, right? So M A B E L. It's like oh, Mabel, and yeah, I never and, I kept saying it. And I mean, like I know people who are named Mabel, and oh. I would. Same. I would say Mabel. Oh, so diba? thankfully, I didn't make that mistake <laughs> online. But oh, but you know what? I made another mistake uh, on air. I remember mm. uh, on the show, I said, 
Beberexha. Beberexha. <laughs> There's one funny one our student Jack, some student Jack net, uh, and si, si Trish, si Ty uh-huh. Dalla sign. Uh. <laughs> what did what did she T- say? T Y Dalla. We're not making fun of you, Isha. We're laughing with you because we also did it. Dalla, bro. It's it's hard sometimes. You know, there's this one artist now who has a song. on air right now, James T W. Oh yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I'm not sure if we're supposed to say just James T W or James Taylor Watson, mm. but apparently he goes by James T W. So oh. yeah. there's one that I know B B N O that oh, was yeah. dollar B B N O that was dollar sign. And a B B no baby no money. Oh baby no money, but B B no baby no money. How are we supposed to know that? <laughs> I Unless know. you're a fan. No, but or you know you do what? Research, right? I mean, we're because supposed it's to. It's our job. Yeah. Anyway, I guess people just need to update themselves on this issue. But yeah. yeah splitting um, up that kind of money is, is crazy. I know. Though. They have like a number of big, uh, what do you call this? Uh, estates, I guess, mm. like houses. They have yeah. a beach house in California worth forty-three million. They have an equestrian ranch, Damn. okay, worth eighteen million yeah. in San Diego, and then another house in California worth twelve point five million yeah. with a desert getaway bathroom. Okay, when you're um, splitting billions, though, it doesn't ha- really matter, right? <laughs> Does it really matter? No, I don't think so. I like guess. you could literally leave like let's oh. say let's say I was Bill Gates, for example, if I was a billionaire, like hundred something billion, and I got divorced and I only ended up with one billion out of one hundred fifty, I think I would be okay. Dude, you wouldn't know unless you're in that situation because if you've already had a taste of one hundred ninety <laughs> billion dollars, uh, I, I would I, I think that it's it's not that easy to let go Did of Did you see that, that um, kind of money? That thing I posted like a week ago about about money, the perspective of of mm-hmm. being a billionaire, that shit is so insane. It's great. I it's mean, crazy. it's it's insane. Like, you, okay, so the the short, like the little kind of blurb here is that if someone makes four hundred million dollars a year mm-hmm. versus someone that makes forty thousand dollars a year, you make ten thousand times more than someone who makes forty thousand U.S. dollars a year. So when you when you look at the pricing and perspective, you have to divide by. 10,000 just to kind of understand what it's like for uh, someone who earns 400 million. So exactly. here's, here's just a little example. Uh, so let's say you want to spend a night at a hotel suite at $10,000 a night. So you divide it by 10,000. It's like paying a dollar. If you were, mm-hmm. if you work like, let's say 40,000 in the U S that's about, how much you make. Yeah. It's about average salary in the U S I'm not really sure. Give or take maybe around that range. So for a regular person, Spending a night at a like a fancy ten thousand dollar a night hotel room mm-hmm. is like spending a dollar for a normal person. Isn't yep. that shit insane? It must be so easy for a them. dollar. That's what is that a candy bar, right? So you mm-hmm. want to so for a normal person to buy a candy bar is the same kind of feeling that a four hundred million dollar a year person uh, does for spending a night in yeah. a ten thousand dollar a night room. It's so boom. Just, it doesn't make sense, man. Yeah, it's but so yeah, crazy. It's you know crazy. how we, when we say, ah, baria lang yan for yeah. them, $25,000 yeah. is baria. Yeah. <laughs> and that's 400 million. That's not even a billion. That's not even half yeah. a billion. You could, you could literally feed thousands of people yeah. with that kind of money. And mm-hmm. I think they I, did, I they read. Did. 
No yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, can you just imagine, like, what if, like, somebody broke the system and just distributed the money of the rich people? Mm. I wonder what the effect would be. I wonder if it will be a a bad thing or a good thing. Because obviously, mm. this is money that you didn't really earn, right? So, and you know how we have that kind of psychology where if it's money that was just given to you, mm. you I mean, like, we've seen it in lottery winners, right? You could spend it like that and you mm. could go back to the same place you were. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's I'm just... Sure, I'm sure there's a whole psychological... Because I used to do mm-hmm. diba, online surveys a lot yeah. before for money. And uh, a lot of the psychological research things would always ask, like, do you think it would be, uh, like, should the rich keep their money or or give not it's not exactly worded that way but kind of like the hierarchy of of how people exist in 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 terms of their their net worth like should everyone be equal versus sometimes the rich sometimes some people just need to succeed more than others like it's actually like something that you like it's like a psychological debate of what would actually be more beneficial to to like humanity because obviously when you ask random people or even us when you ask us like how rich would you want to be i want to be like extreme if Mm. if it was that easy Mm. extreme fuck you money rich yeah fuck you money Mm. nobody would i don't think not a lot of people would say you (laughs) i mean you're already dreaming (laughs) that's what you know that's what really you know that's what really rich people say oh you know we're comfortable yeah when they don't want to reveal <laughs> that they're actually rich. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so that's the TTs for uh, uh, Melinda or Belinda, Melinda, Belinda, <laughs> and Bill Gates. Uh, hopefully, they work. Uh, you know, things move on. They move on from it uh, moving forward. Like hopefully, they both get past it quickly or whatever. I don't know the right way to. How do you end that? <laughs> like hopefully, hopefully, I'm wishing yeah, them the best. Uh, no, I'm sure, well. and I'm sure there's going to be more updates. There we go. Uh, what pal? What pal? All right. Uh, you want to do esports? Sure. Oh. Exciting stuff. I yeah. love it. Okay. Um, you go ahead. Yeah. This one was a courtesy of our one of our Let's Fancy Nathaniel off of Facebook. Uh, we asked for some uh, TT suggestions, and uh, they showed us one from here. Lyceum of the Philippines University has officially launched its new four-year degree program under the College of Technology called the Bachelor of Science. In esports, this is according to uh, Walastech.com. So I think they're mm-hmm. a, they're a tech blog. Um, so with the approval of the Commission of Higher Education, this is all verbatim. Lyceum of the Philippines University, with its autonomous status, is the first of many educational institutions in the Philippines to offer this degree program to all aspiring students. That's really cool. That is really cool. And apparently, um, the was it the dean? Uh, yeah. So the dean of the College of Technology mm. said that the professors um, are graduate graduates of allied courses such as marketing, computer sciences. So it's not like uh, they're just getting professors mm. who, who can just teach, right? Yeah, who are available. Yeah. But these are actually professionals in their own fields that mm. they could apply in this industry. Yeah. And they've done this in partnership with a company called Tier One Entertainment. You might have heard it, uh, heard of them. They're like a you know that like a, that <laughs> tiny company, gaming company. No, it's not. It's yeah, not. they're they're like a they're like a really big gaming <laughs> thing here, uh, especially in the Philippines. They they kind of I think they do management and mm. uh, they they handle talents. I think they handle 
Alodia. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they handle Alodia. But so no, apparently she's like a is she an owner or something? Co-owner? Yeah, Maybe, possibly. Yeah, but I know she she's is. she's represented or she represents them. I'm not really sure the designation, but she's affiliated with Tier One Entertainment. Yeah, it says here, um, founded by Trike Gutierrez yeah. and Alodia Gosingfiao. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, my mistake. Uh, so yeah, founder. Uh, so basically. The the program, according to this article, is aimed towards building a career on the back end of esports. And there are two tracks, esports management and and the other one is game design and development. So the game design, uh, I think it's, it's kind of something that everyone can kind of understand. Like, you know, you help design games mm-hmm. and whatever. What's really interesting to me here is esports management, because I think that's something that's only maybe within the last 10 years, maybe maybe a little longer but yeah. uh, it's kind of something that's new in terms of management. I mean, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as esports management. I'm True. almost 100% sure. Only when competitive gaming and, and uh, became something that was that is viewed by literally probably, I don't know, billions, but millions upon millions of people across the world watch esports. Yeah, that's true. Dota 2 actually pulled 20 million viewers mm. in 2014. And okay. then League of Legends, 27 million watched yeah. the championship tournament. So yeah. it's not small uh, crowds. Yeah. So these are millions of people watching it. And they have sponsors, advertisers. Mm. Yeah, they're, they actually, I think... Uh, I'm not sure. I think this is just in, you know, the Western countries. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call this? Advertisers and sponsors pulled in 2.3 billion. Yeah. In it's, the market. It's, it's such a big market. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 1.5 billion yeah. in 2017. It is a big market. That's because true. the, I mean, if you think about it, but there's, there's sports management, like, yes, you know, like managing a team mm-hmm. or being part of a professional sports team. So I guess for some people, uh, especially maybe, I don't want to generalize, but maybe older people, uh, boomers and above will be like, what the fuck is esports management? Is that even yeah. a real course? You just want to play video games mm-hmm. all day. Could be like something that, uh, maybe would, some parents might discourage their kids to go out That's for true. it, right? Because it's like, what? What is that? Is that what the hell is esports management? What is that? Mm-hmm. But I think it's if it if I could like if I was maybe younger now, like let's say I was in high school now, that might be something that I would take up. Maybe not in the development side because. That's really for all the 3D artists and whatever. Mm-hmm. But for someone who played, like I play Call of Duty Warzone all the time, right? I see the community on, like half of my Twitter feed is literally esports stuff. My Call of Duty yeah. stuff. News and updates and, and fan and like people talking about the game and whatever. And then seeing updates on tournaments, like the competitive players, seeing them play and what the results are. I think it's such a promising industry that if I could go, you know, or if I was younger now and was going in school, that might be something that I would seriously consider. That's I think true. it's really, really neat. You know, I, I think like most of the resistance uh, that we have when it comes to esports is because, it, you know, playing video games is is looked at as lazy, as like a lazy man's hobby, hobby, mm. quote unquote. But yeah. having this, uh, it could actually show people that you can have a career. Mm. You can ha- you can have a career when yeah. it comes to esports, and it's not just something that you do, you know, in front of the computer. You mm-hmm. know, you actually go out there and meet different people. And I actually like one of the things that one of the co-founders of Tier One said that he actually said that 
and I quote, I'm not here to promise jobs. I'm not here to promise you a secure future. Um, but I believe this is this course provides you good foundation, good enough structure and framework to equip you to contribute. And uh, that's such a nice thing to say because we all know that this isn't like a in the, this is a, a new rich, thing. It's not a get rich quick thing either. That's true. But also, this is also not a. Uh, it's also a new thing mm. that we're we're just navigating or people are navigating nowadays. But it could be or it is on its way to become a big industry. Yeah. Right. And and I mean, we have lawyers and doctors who are professionals who study for, for years and years. And we also need professionals in this industry mm. who have who has the educational background or actually just, you know, who can have mentors and teachers and professors yeah. when it comes to this. Actually, um, for the program, so they have the the two the programs. You know, they have you you mentioned the two programs mm-hmm. under Bachelor of Science in Esports, but mm-hmm. they also have a two-year program, which is the Associate in Esports and Game Design. Uh, if you don't want to go to the Bachelor of program. Science routes, yeah, route. So I that's that's really it's cool. Dope. Just some yeah. uh, like I just wanna cause they here on this uh this blog post, they gave the course list even because I'm an in course school did, but I just wanna uh-huh. there's some cool like for example, one is uh Event planning and strategy. Another is esports marketing, market analytics, and global trends. Mm-hmm. Another one is uh, single player gaming, and then there's another course called multiplayer gaming. Like it really is like yeah. a comprehensive thing that that kind of tackles. Every, and I like how they said global trends because it's a global thing. It's like a global market, right? Mm-hmm. You're studying when you study gaming. You're studying not. There's no such thing. I mean, there's Filipino game companies and whatever but when you think about gaming as a whole it's a universal thing it's like sports sports is universal sports is is all around the world so is gaming so to study global trend i think it's such a so fucking cool man like it's so cool if you're a young person listening mm-hmm. and you're maybe thinking of a college course maybe think of east i'm serious think of esports like i feel like the yeah if you have you know an ink ink inkling, inkling? inkling <laughs> uh when it comes to esports then why not and it's so great that you know a university here in the philippines is actually offering that because uh, apparently there are a lot of universities already in the states that are offering esports uh programs um and it's it's nice that we're following those steps mm-hmm. and i think i read somewhere that when it comes to the viewers of of esports, parang logistically it's easier because most of the viewers, the millions of viewers that watch, are actually in their own homes, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't need like a big venue. Of course, they still do. Yeah, they do. Right, right. That shit is they crazy. Do. You've seen but, those stadiums. Yeah, I know oh, it's man. crazy, it and, the, in there. and the prize, mm. wow! But anyway, of course, they would have big stadiums like that. But to rack up twenty-four million viewers, you know, people who watch—I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's easier, right, to actually get the word out there of your event or, or the competition mm. because people are watching from their homes. Yep. All you yep. need is internet, Wi-Fi, yeah. Wi-Fi. So Ooh. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So shout out to uh, shout out to Lyceum and shout out to to Tier One. I hope we can get mm-hmm. uh, 
you know them on the show. That would be amazing. Alodia, they have their podcast. I know. I love Alodia. She's so cool, man. Like I watch her stream. Like at least every week, I watch maybe like an hour of her stream Mm -hmm. when she plays Warzone. She's 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 fun. Like she's such an entertaining personality. It's really cool. True. But my favorite gamer na. Uh, from here that I watch consistently. Her name is Alita Zunik. She's so good, bro. She's so good. See, Alita, if you watch Warzone. Well, Wait, sure. so, but you see their faces, right? Yeah, yeah, you see their faces. Right. I mean, there's some gamers that stream without without a cam. But I think the more the most successful streamers, they have cam. Because it's, it's really, it's not just about the game, right? It's about the personality, who you're watching and whatever. I I think I'm most thankful for for streamers is when they upload it on YouTube mm. how they play the game and they have explanation and everything because I don't play games but for some reason like I told you before I like watching gameplay yeah it, it's just it for me it's like a TV show it's like the natural like, progression of streamers they have to mm-hmm. to be really the uh, uh, as successful as you can be as a big time streamer you mm-hmm. have to. You can branch out to YouTube. Even TikTok is huge. Yeah. TikTok is huge for gaming. Uh, and I'm sure they cover that in the Lyceum esports course. I'm sure they do. Yeah, they have social media uh, courses oh, there. Yeah. There we go. Uh, anything cool. else you want to say? Wa-pow? That's it. Wapow. Right. You want to take a, a little commercial break, huh? Sure. Uh, time to do some commercials. To pay the bills. Commercials. To pay the bills. Commercials. To pay the bills. All right. Uh, sorry for the last mix. Mix 17. I fucked up my uh, recording settings, but we were using the Elgato Wave 1, and I just wanted to, like, we just wanted to, rather, tell you all how fantastic these mics are. We've actually had some feedback, huh, Rika G, from Lecce fans saying, damn, your mics are awesome. We do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And all thanks to Elgato. And it's just, it's amazing because it's so easy to set up. Literally, plug and, plug play, and play. And they plug and play. And they do have uh, the app, the control yeah. center, mm-hmm. where you can, um, it's like a what mixer. Call it? The console, mixer. Mm. the mixer, the mixer, but it's in your computer. It's yeah. it's really cool. Um, and mo- my most favorite, most favorite, is there even such a thing? My <laughs> favorite, bestest. the bestest. <laughs> my favorite feature of this mic is the mute button that oh, yeah. you have True. on the mic, and you yeah. don't even have to like get your mouse or your trackpad anymore. Just mm-hmm. this. Look. Yeah. Yeah. And Elgato in general, they, they create, uh, products for, for content creators. So we just talked mm-hmm. about esports in the last TTs. Uh, so not only do they carry mics, they're very well known for their stream decks, which, you know, it makes, if you're, if you're getting into streaming, it'll really make your streaming life like so much easier. They have, uh, they have light, lighting system, they have the key lighting light, system. The, the Elgato key light that As you can see here, working looks well. Like- it looks like I'm, you know, this is natural lighting, yeah. but it's actually really dark outside. It's about to rain. Uh-huh. But see, there super clear. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're using the Elgato Wave 1. Uh, go check it out. Uh, you can buy it at several stores. I mean, we have the links in our podcast description. Below. I have a friend uh, who's a teacher and now teaches online all of her classes getting an Elgato Wave. Oh, there we go. Because it's, you know. It's pretty yeah. cool. And by the way, the, as a, until we, we specify it again, we've been recording remotely. So this is through, you know, our voices are passing through this through an online channel, you know, through the satellites in the sky and shit. 
And it's, it sounds amazing, right? The Adams yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but when we record in person, I'm sure it'll even sound even crisper than it oh, already yeah. does, right? Oh, so yeah. get the Elgato Wave 1. That does it for... Commercials. To pay the bills. To pay the bills. Commercials. To pay the bills. All right. Wapow. Uh, do you want to do Miss Universe or do you want to do the Norwegian chef guy? Uh, the Miss Universe. Okay. All right. Miss Universe, okay. Uh, do you want you want to do it, or I, I can read it? Uh, okay. So the Miss Universe, uh, Miss Universe Canada, uh, candidate Nova Stevens. Nova Stevens. Yes, there we go. Um, actually, okay. So this is the article I'm reading now, and this is already. I think the issue is already. I don't know. Parang. Full blown. Full blown. <laughs> yeah, or blown over maybe. So uh, she got. A few, or not really a few, but she got some some online hate mm. um, on her social media pages. But in this article, she actually just said that she wants she wanted to urge the public to spread love and positivity after receiving racist comments from some Filipino pageant fans online. Mm-hmm. Uh, really scathing comments, if you yeah, ask me that. It's not, it's, it's something that baffles me to this day because it's already 2021 and some people still think this way. It, it, Here, it doesn't like, make sense. One comment is, hindi naman sa hini, ano, hinuhusgahan ko siya, mm-hmm. pero natatakot ako, promise, parang hindi siya tao. Like, that's a comment that yeah. she, she actually received. It's like, what are what? you talking about? What? <laughs> Do you even know Great. what you're typing? You Great. know, there were a lot of a lot of probably like minutes between, you know, you typing that comment and pressing enter. Mm. You should have you should have thought that this is not a good idea, but no. Yeah. People actually think it's a good idea. And to to actually I was just talking about uh I, I was talking about this with JC before the podcast that it just doesn't it doesn't happen just with Filipino mm. netizens, you know, it happens everywhere that i think you know sometimes i think it's parang some people just try are trying to be funny mm. obviously it doesn't come out as, as something funny it comes out racist obviously yeah. mm. uh, i'm not sure why you know people still think this way is it because you know the systematic um racism think, racism mm. that we have um, I'm not sure because, you know, for years and years, we were told that, you know, that, oh, sorry, that's my dog. Hmm. But yeah, years and years of people telling us that, you know, the better race or the fairer skinned ones or the ones in, in Western uh, countries, blonde hair, blue eyes, blonde hair, yeah, blue eyes, and it, it's ingrained in our system. But the thing is, what's what's OK about this, I guess, if you look at it. Is it's it's a human thing that we can reverse, mm-hmm. right? By which is what I like how how uh, Nova Stevens um, handled it. Yes, in a in a great way because instead of retaliating in the same way, she she was kind, mm-hmm. and you know instead of instead of hating on them, like educating these people, yeah, actually take the better route. Yung, yun yung maganda dun eh, na parang instead high of road, hate no? instead of hate road. yeah instead of hate you educate yeah right very becoming of a Miss Universe I mean that's what mm-hmm. that's what a Miss Universe candidate really is all about diba? so just to kind of you know basically 
because of the, all this this hate from Filipino uh, people, there I guess the people defending her naman were also kind of lashing uh, lashing back, right? Or uh, kind of they were fighting back, which is you know in a way to kind of fight against racist comments is is I I appreciate the effort and whatever. However, Sinova uh, Stevens also said urged her fans to not generalize Filipinos as yes. racist. Uh, the quote being, uh, let's end things on a positive note. To my Filipino fans, I'm sorry if my previous post caused you any harm. The post that she's referring to, by the way, is the one where she sh- she highlighted those comments from Filipino people. Uh, my post wasn't intended to incite more hate. Rather, shed light on the toxicity that sometimes hails from fans. And then in parentheses, from all over the world. So even yeah. though she might have highlighted Pinoy comments, uh, because there are so many, Mm-hmm. She's not saying that look at these Filipinos they're so racist. She's saying she's she's just saying like she's just trying to highlight toxic comments mm-hmm. uh, in general. So It's it's nice that she she broke the cycle. You know, because obviously if probably if she ended with just highlighting the Filipino commenters, there would be people from other countries now bashing the Filipinos and being racist towards Filipinos. Yeah. So it's just, it will go on and, and on, on and on. And it's nice that she broke the cycle and said that, wait a minute, okay? You know, this is a point where we can actually learn from these experiences and look at ourselves, you know, how we are online. and We can be better than this Mm -hmm. so uh, i mean i don't know people could say that it's like toxic positivity like be real you know people are really racist but i mean with her status i think that's like the best route that you could go for yeah right oh nova stevens uh shout out for the way you handle it also good luck i think next week may i'm uh, looking oh may 16 may 16 is miss universe 2021 or 2020 Mm -hmm. rather I, i don't know why it's like is why is it held that like that? Like why is it? It's 2021, but it's Miss Universe 2020. It's like a year, like minus a year. Wait, now somebody I, explained that to yeah, me. I forgot why. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, so yeah, she's she's competing in that. Ah, no, I think because like the whole preliminary thing started in 2020. Ah, okay. Sino yes. representative not then? Is it, uh, is it Rabia? Rabia. 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 Mateo. Yes. Well, yes. So we're, we're rooting for her too. So good I luck. Know. Good luck. Ma. Who won last year? I forgot. Nah. I don't even, I haven't been keeping up with any, like. I remember, Teka. We, we watched it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, ako din eh. I forgot. Mm-hmm. It was such a blurry year anyway. True, true. It, was it not Catriona? No, no, no. no. Sometimes I feel like, <laughs> she just won like two years ago. It's been like five years no. since she won or something. Uh, Wapow? Wapow! All right, let's do the last one. Uh, this one was a really hotly uh, hot topic on the internet. Uh, this one about a Norwegian Filipino chef. So a statement during a Norwegian TV show about Filipino food being very bad has land this is according to scandasia.com mm-hmm. has landed filipino norwegian chef jonathan romano at the receiving end of criticism by the philippine embassy in norway as well as people filipinos from across the world so it was jonathan romano in his native language said uh you know filipino food is uh 
Very bad. bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, he went on saying that the they don't have the same taste composition as Thai mm-hmm. food. Filipino is more on the sour side. I think I'm not sure if he was trying to go to the technical route, but still, it comes off as bad. And um, it got so bad to the point that the embassy, uh, yeah, the, the Philippine embassy. embassy there we go. The Philippine embassy in Norway had to release a statement regarding this mm-hmm. saying, I quote, whoever says Filipino cuisine is bad food should definitely visit the Philippines to discover and rediscover the richness, freshness, and regional variety of Filipino food, which we were just talking about. Like yeah. every region or area here in the, in, in the Philippines, their food represents the culture, the community. Yeah. Right? And there's so many, uh, speaking of like back, making a callback to that interview with Chef Sharwin T. He was talking about how different regions, like even like, uh, I forgot which place he specified, like a place an hour and a half away from here. Yeah, he hasn't even tried all the food mm-hmm. that is offered by that place. And it, and we're like an hour away from it. Like we haven't yep. tried every, like, have you tried every single Filipino dish? It's like, no. there's so many. Which, which for me, it makes me excited Yeah, because there's just a bunch that I could try in exactly. the future. Mm-hmm. And hopefully when, you know, when we're all safe and this lockdown is is done, we can explore the food that we have here in the Philippines, yeah. right? Yeah. The embassy continued to say in that statement that Filipino food across the country, 7,641 islands, have different flavors and colors and are influenced by the Philippines' natural resources, culture, and history. And the Filipino food also reflects the sharing attitude and generosity of Filipinos. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm a little confused because the chef actually released or maybe said some more mm. things after that, you know, after apologizing because he did apologize. Yeah, he did. But he did say even more bad things. He said, I'm born in the Philippines in Manila and pay my visit over 30 times every year. I love my country. And then proceeds to <laughs> saying, however, I will admit that my mother can't cook. It's like... <laughs> I, you're and not helping trying, yourself. Maybe, maybe he's trying to be trying funny. to be funny. Yeah, maybe he's probably. Trying to be funny. I was just like, or maybe oh. defending is because he's probably. I'm not defending saying he's that. a bad person. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. it's just that he's probably defending his 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 state his original statement because right. maybe his initial exposure to Filipino food was his mom's cooking. Mm-hmm. Possibly, I'm not really sure. I know about you, but my <laughs> my mom doesn't cook a lot, but she cooks. Really oh, my good. Mom, my mom cooks good shit too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, I one day I would want to dine with your mom. Yeah. The, with banga, the, man. My mom's with the food that she I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, my mom actually, my mom cooks a mean caldereta, and she has like specific ingredients oh, when it comes yeah. to caldereta. And then I remember this one birthday that I really wanted. Like I, I asked her to do it. You know, it's like one of those dishes that your mom has to go to the supermarket to like yeah, specialized yeah. aisles and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a really good memory that I have and keep having because, mm. you know, she cooks for us. Speaking well. of a uh, mom, like Benai mom's cooking, uh, I was at this event a long time ago. Like when I was still in the States, Apple, the app was there. Mm. weirdly enough and he gave a, a great speech but the there's one part of the speech i remembered because it was about like kapampangan, uh, tama ba? Kapampangan si Apple uh-huh. Diab, yeah uh he was talking about because there was a event for like uh women like leaders pinay women leaders or mm-hmm. whatever like top filipina leader women because my mom was part of that list or whatever which is really cool by the way 
and uh, he was there giving a speech and he was talking about his mom and he said that he had her his mom had a great way of making food taste like it had meat in it, even though it had no meat in it. Yeah. Which I was like, that's they so have that's, true. That's they have that superpower, man. That's so true. I was like, that's so true. <laughs> what is it? I don't know, what man. I, I, what do you put in there, man? <laughs> yeah, I get it. So. That's why you know what? I wanna ask the Leche fans to write us a Leche Leche mail. Amaba. Let's <laughs> a fan mail about their mom's cooking or their parents' cooking mm-hmm. or the food that they have in their region. Yeah. Uh, we want to know. Please write us about your favorite food, how you discovered how to cook it. Did your yeah. mom teach you? Where do you get the ingredients? We want to know because you know that JC and I, we're big foodies as yeah. well. We mm-hmm. love food and yeah. exploring food. Mm-hmm. So we would love to know more about the food that you have in your region or your province, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. And the last thing on this, uh, see the Norwegian Filipino chef, uh, see Romano, Jonathan Romano. Because I asked Chef Charwin T, I said, Chef Charwin T, I asked his opinion about it because he posted about it on social media. And he mm. said, like, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, right? Of course, when it comes to food, it's subjective. But to, mm. to, to label a food bad, mm. it, it, it's not, it's not, you're mm. just saying it's bad. Like, no one will like, like, you can say you don't like the food. Like, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. But to already label it as bad, it generalizes, first of all, the whole Filipino food in general. And right. it says a lot about you as a professional chef. Exactly. When you exactly. just label something bad, yeah. But where did your you yeah. know your educational background yeah. go? He said, <laughs> "What do you like not like about? It? Is it too salty? Like you could say you don't like it yeah. because it's too salty, it's too sweet, whatever. But to say it's bad and with no reasoning, uh, I mean, there you go. Even though he when he did apologize, he said that it was taken out of context. It was on a TV program, so mm-hmm. we don't. I don't know how." edited it was if ever like what context he was talking mm-hmm. about but to say it's bad there's really no context that can kind of say that's from it that, right it's kind of yeah kind of um actually uh, sometimes i see some videos of people on tiktok saying that yeah they like going to their friend's house but when they go to their filipino friend's hey. house it's like a party every single time they have oh. food laid you know like you know parang family style which yeah, is yeah. i guess like if you grew up in the western countries it's not really most of the time it's not like that yeah. so for them it's like a party and i must say i mean it's true even in our house when we even have just like a sunday get together yeah. it becomes a party yeah. man like people bring lumpia oh, and pichi pichi my, my, oh. my roommate in the states his name is george white guy white guy mm-hmm. name is george he says jc i love lumpia <laughs> because I it's the best because I have Lu- he calls it lumpia Dude, or no he calls lumpia. it lumpia i love lumpia jc lumpia yeah. I, love that I, I mean i love lumpia so much that i actually prepare a big batch and then i freeze it so that i could just fry it it's like cookies you know how some people have frozen you know batter i have frozen lumpia so that i can just have it like one day uh oh i have a quick question about lumpia okay some people call me or my cousins some of my cousins don't eat lumpia with rice they what they like like they they think it's it's like a snack they they think it's redundant like they they use lumpia as their rice (laughs) 
I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm just wondering because like, like I eat lumpia with rice. I, me too. Right. It's like my viand. Yeah. But some, yeah, but some people see lumpia as the as the rice, as the side dish. Whoa, I yeah, guess because I guess, because yeah. of the wrapper, it's Maybe. carbs. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know, but. Um, wait lang. Okay, so one of the okay, one of my favorite. No, actually, I must say this is my favorite lumpia ever. Lumpia in Shanghai. Uh, my tito gets it in the like it's a stall around the Antipolo Church, and they sell it there. And they sell it by the Bilao as well. But you could get like paper bags of lumpia. It is so good. I feel like people from Antipolo knows where this is. Like, mm. they know where this is and what I'm talking about. And it's just really good. But, I must say, my mom makes a mean lumpiang sariwa. Because, you know, there's lumpiang Shanghai, yeah, yeah. there's lumpiang gulai, mm. and then there's also lumpiang sariwa. And my mom has this, like, special recipe with a wrap that you cook. Because it's wrapped in, like, this crepe type of yeah, wrapper. Yeah. Uh, she has like a really good recipe and to the point where, you know how, you know, lumpiang sariwa, you don't really, I don't, I don't know. Like it's hard to, it's hard to transport it, yeah. but I love it so much that pinapa grab ko siya dito. Uh-huh. Whenever they would have it in the house, I'm like, mom, can you send me some here? What is <laughs> the sauce that, that usually it's a comes? peanut sauce. Peanut sauce, no? That's why yeah, I like it. It's so, so good. good. Yeah, because yeah, lumpiang gulai, you eat it. For me, I eat it with suka. Some people eat it mm. with suka and toyo. Yeah. I eat it with suka with the garlic. And then lumpiang Shanghai, I eat it with a sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. Or, chili. I don't know, chili. Like, like, yung sriracha pwede din. Yeah, and then yeah, the sure. lumpiang gulai, it's with peanut a sauce. peanut sauce. Right. It's ah, amazing. Yes. Amazing! Oh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much the... You but know. yeah, I mean, we want to encourage our Lecha fans who live in other countries to introduce Filipino food. And not and balut. Not, not just balut. Not okay? right away. Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe later. It's fine. Start with lumpia. Actually, it's good because it's balut. But it's yeah, like true. an acquired taste, yeah. you know? It's yeah, not dinuguan like... Too. Like, dinuguan is... I really like dinuguan. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not something, something you... That you present ex- right, yeah, away. But right away. I'm a, but if they're open to it, then why not? For because sure. Dinuguan is so good. Yeah. Sad we have a lot I, of great desserts too. Oh, yeah. Filipino dessert, mm. I feel like our... Uh, peachy, think, peachy. Right? My number one. Yeah. My number one. I think that could be something that we could be really known for. You know how, uh, you know, like Italy is like gelato. And yeah. I don't know what other famous... Something, I guess, like kakanin. Kakanin uh, in general. Yeah, because rice we have cakes. like... Japan, mochi. But Japan is mochi. Yeah. We could be known for all the shit oh. that we have. We have a lot. We have pichi obviously pichi, suma and uh, pichi pichi. No, pichi pichi is a uh, cassava. Yeah, oh, cassava is good. Yeah. And then... Uh, puto. Yeah, there's puto. There's... Bibinka. Um, bibinka. And then mo dun? Like yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then we also have espasol. Espasol is really good. Pastillas. We have so many different oh, yeah. kinds of mm-hmm. like sweets that are really Halo Halo. Oh halo halo. Halo halo. Oh actually for me, halo halo is it's a little bit a... what? If you have beans, I feel like it's a little wild for, for foreigners. Yeah. You but beans. Razon's halo halo feeling ko. It's like consumer friendly. Yeah, ice cream. <laughs> And the ice and the milk mm. and the oh, and I milk. want the halo halo. It's mga jellies, mm. mga jellies, pwede Oh nga, mga jellies. Yeah. I like the beans. Sago. Pwede lo- din sago. Remember, like, we I had love, like. No, I love beans too. I'm I just love saying, the beans. I'm just saying it's not like 
I think beans in general are polarizing. If it's, especially if it's something yeah. and dessert, mm-hmm. it's, it's oh, remember we had that thread in oh, the no, 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 Facebook no. group. People, okay, for me, kasi what's goodbye, going again? Makapuno. Ako, ako makapuno. Ako nata deko ako eh. What? Talaga? I like nata deko, but not, it doesn't. I don't really. What's the, I don't remember the last time I had halo halo with nata deko, and with it's like I don't miss it. It's like I'm yeah. not really looking for it. Like, it's I just it's it. a really nice texture for me. But did you know that? If I'm not mistaken, nata de coco was developed in UPLB. I don't know that. Yeah, you, like you're, food, you're from there, maybe. You yeah, probably, food chemists. Right. Uh, food chemists, I think, developed uh, it there. Really? Let me, me look. Is, go check it out, please. Nata if if I'm wrong, then scratch that. But uh, yeah, nata de coco was invented by Teodula Kalau Africa, a Filipina chemist. Working for the National Coconut Corporation. I don't. It doesn't say UPLB, but it was. Oh, so it was then scratch by, that. But commercial <laughs> production began in Alaminos Laguna. So oh wow! That's oh, pretty cool. Oh, alam mo ano pa yung gusto ko sa that's Filipino cool. dessert? Filipino dessert. Pasensya. Alam mo yun? No. Pasen. No, no. Dude, and it's spelled with a C I A. Pasensya. Ah. These things. Wait lang. Ito to ah, like the egg cookie. Egg cracker cookie. Meringue. Thing. Meringue cookie. It is so good. Actually, when we were in college, uh, kasi in Nagkarlan, Laguna, that's where they make a lot of those like cookie, mm. cookie bread uh, stuff that they sell in like Pasalubong centers. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of uh, factories over there. Okay. And then we had to interview one owner of a factory who um unfor- uh, fortunately she he allowed us to go inside the factory and even let us try to like make the cookies mm. or parang cut out the cookies and it was so interesting because you go in okay so we went to like this one tiny house it's a it's like a garage Ah, baka like bahay sa bahay ginagawa, you know, mm. like homemade home home cooks, homemade, you know, which yeah. it I mean like it doesn't matter if it's you know made like that. But when we entered, it was a whole freaking factory, dude. Damn. It was like it has a small entrance. Pagpasok mo ang laking factory, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I did not expect this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are like a lot of the a lot of the cookies and crackers that you see in the pasalubong centers. That's where they make them, especially around the moon. So that's really cool. There we go. So yeah, uh, mm. wapow. That's it wapow. for the for today. We had a lot to say. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of titis today, so that was really cool. I know it's it's like we're pot we're a podcast. We are, are we? very true, <laughs> very true. Uh, oh, speaking of podcast, uh, if it if you maybe you're a first time listener and you made it all the way here, uh, a big favor for us is if you could hit the follow button, especially if you're listening on Spotify. Yeah, uh, hit the follow button. It really will help us out a lot in the long. Hit the term. follow. Hit, hit the, the hit the follow. I, I can't I can't do the whoa. <laughs> hit the whoa. Hit the whoa. Enough of that. Uh, we <laughs> oh. are on. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, join the Hello Hello Show fam. The Hello 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 Show Leche fam on Facebook. It's a group, but we also have a page which is the Hello Hello Show, mm-hmm. and uh, everywhere on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, it's all Hello. It's the Hello Hello Show everywhere. Where except for IG, where it's the or where it's Hello Hello Show without the the. <laughs> Uh, we also have an email for your Leche Fan Mail, thehalahalashow at gmail.com. Yes. Remember our call out. We want to know about your food. Yeah. 
in your uh, and also we we were still selling. I know we 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 sent out a couple of shirts this week. So we have a Hala Hala Show Leche Fam uh, merch, really yes, cool merch. Do. So uh, you can check it out on Instagram. Just message there, and uh, we'll get back to you on how you can buy your shirts from us. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, that's it, you guys. You have a new uh, YouTube video out. Oh yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I I uh, upload a new YouTube video on my YouTube channel. It's really just, uh, I call it my relaxing vlog series. But go. I also launched like a new series. It's called the Grow series. Did you put a video out already? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, go it's it like out. a grocery store tour, oh, different Lord. grocery stores. So Yum. yeah, uh, check that out in your podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tevez are the best. You can listen to that. It's my solo shit. It's the same as this, but without Rika. <laughs> <laughs> so half the fun is gone. Half the it's fun. Half the <laughs> listeners, half the fun. There you oh, go. Oh my gosh. But uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh. let's let check out this week too. Yes, let's check out this week. And don't forget, we did upload the... Tres Leches with Brad Fitz. Brad Fitz, yeah, shout and, out. And uh, thank Great you again feedback, to huh? Brad Fitz. Great yeah. feedback from that mm-hmm. episode. A lot of people saying they learned a lot or saying that this is what they exactly what they needed to hear mm-hmm. uh, during this time. So shout out to Brad Fitz. And that's it. Um, extra song? Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.